Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome to our March retro review, or our latest, our third retro review. This might go up in April, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Our third retro review of 2023, as voted on by our patrons. $5 and up, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And our YouTube channel members, we are going to be talking about nxt the debut episode from full sale yes when i say debut i mean nxt the way we know it now uh it's as a developmental territory so the exact date of the broadcast was june 20th 2012 is that correct yeah june 20th 2012 uh season six episode one so the first five seasons were when nxt was the game show when they would take the rookies from i guess fcu or other developmental territories pair them with a main roster vet and they'd have a competition and then sort of win. Yeah. And then I guess I think there was like kind of an in-between phase when it was kind of like main event, how they do main event now, mm-hmm. where they had like storylines. I think they dropped by and large dropped the game show aspect of it, but it wasn't shot in its own place. It was shot like before as like dark matches. They were shot there. And so like once they got to full sale, there were still remnants that were sort of running into this stuff. Like uh uh what's his face? Um EC3. He was Derek oh, Bateman. Oh, Derek Bateman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and Fandango, then Johnny Curtis, they had like a little sort of, I don't know, it almost seemed like out of context. It really did. Uh, 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 segment here where they were going to be like next week's main event. But there were a lot of introductions in this episode. But then there was a little bit of spillover from what was going on before. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we're going to talk about yeah. today. It, it what's kind of interesting to me, and I don't know why I find this stuff so fascinating. Uh, reading up on it when it came to, because I know we had both, even though maybe we'll still do a review on it just for shits and giggles, because I know we've both actually researched it. The first Monday Night Raw, mm-hmm. it keeps on losing in the fan vote, yeah. but whatever. Um, the the TV history of WWE is kind of fascinating mm-hmm. to me, and uh, and so this was kind of interesting as well because there seemed to be some hemming and hawing from WWE about where to do this. So as you probably know, what preceded this really was uh, FCW. FCW, Yeah, that was their actual developmental territory, as you will. 
Um, and that ran locally in Florida mm -hmm. on TV. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was probably on what's called the Bright House Networks. I did a little bit of research. Oh, okay. Uh, just read, I read some I read some Wrestling Observer. Gotcha. And uh, and this is what Dave had to say about all that. He said, as far as what happens to these tapes, meaning the tapes of the of the tapings from the first batch of NXT episodes, as of the last we've heard, they're all internationally in the NXT slot and locally on Bright House in Florida. Only a few days earlier, they had announced the new NXT would air on WWE.com with the tapings being done either starting this week or they would start with the last set of four shows taped starting on June 20th on the site. Keep in mind, this was after word had been given that they didn't want the shows on the website for a variety of reasons. The whole not exposing developmental talent until ready argument and the idea that if you become Internet television, it becomes almost impossible to sell the show down the line because why would a TV station want to pay money for something you've shown as a company you're giving away for free? Plus has the tag of an Internet TV show and not a real TV show. So after making the announcement, the Florida version would start on the website on June 20th. W the day before, WWE removed all links for the NXT show on its website, which would seem to indicate they changed their minds again. Hmm. It's the deal where they feel if they make it a website show, it devalues the show. And I'm presuming the idea is to roll it out when the network gets going. Now, I think the WWE network didn't start until 2014. Correct. So that's like two years after yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Um, he continues on. Uh, at least until they change their minds again next week. I'm glad it's only in Florida at this point. And here's Dave with his own editorializing because the idea of debuting Richie Steamboat, who clearly was supposed to be a big deal, yeah, um, as just an enhancement guy for Jinder Mahal and debuting Bo Rotundo, Bo Dallas, and Rollins with losses just boggles the mind. Still, these these shows are going to air internationally. It's hard enough to create new stars as it is, but debuting guys on TV before they have names in jobber roles is insane if you think there's any potential in them and all three have potential beating them in situations to start programs once they're once they're established as winners is something different and this really all is a test run since nobody's going to see these shows in the u.s and i do remember back then thinking like how how can i because i sort of heard about nxt mm -hmm. a little bit and i was mm -hmm. like oh we knew about the game show and everything but when it turned into this its own developmental territory i remember thinking where can I watch this? And then not knowing like, okay, does WWE.com carry this yeah, yeah. or what? Yeah. So it seemed like back then even there was some hemming and hawing as to like, yeah. should we run these shows or not? Yeah. And it seemed like maybe some of Vince's old digital, old media strategy was maybe conflicting with the way things would eventually go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I want to drop this in here. You mentioned FCW. This is all about the, the early days of NXT. Um, Steve was on vacation a few years ago. Uh, Cal and I did a couple shows about his experiences in the early days of NXT. If you not watched those, definitely check those out. Fascinating uh, insight from Cal, who was in the program in the early days. He went out there when it was still FCW, went on to NXT. Um, Do you remember? Was he on any episodes of FCW TV? Do you know? Did he mention? I don't that? recall. Do remember? Okay, I don't recall. Right, I'll have to look at some of those. Um, I know we looked at one of them on Smashdown. I think. Yeah, um, you know, the, the, I, there is a, a triple threat from FCW between Ambrose, Rollins and Roman Reigns mm -hmm. that I've saw mm -hmm. on yeah. internet. You know, there's those yeah. matches do exist out there. If you, you can, you can find some of them. Um, what's interesting about NXT as it existed here in mid 2012 is how, in a lot of ways it's echoing what we saw with the birth of 2.0. Mm, um, yeah, sure. 
it seemed pretty obvious with this iteration of NXT that they were focusing on character in a lot yeah. of ways. You know, you have the Ascension, this, you know, like the, the, the production they threw into them as a tag team with the, the CG cityscape, even though it looked like a PlayStation 2 game. Um, you know, they were kind of hovering over, dropping their promo. Hey, I'll say this. You're, you're absolutely right about the cityscape. The green screen they did with them, like, perched up above the yeah, city. Yeah, yeah, That was solid. I thought that was kind of cool. And their music was kind of cool. Yeah, their entrance was great. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, it really was. It was pretty. It was, see, it's fun to laugh at. But, it, like, honestly, why didn't these guys debut on main roster? Like, this was a main roster fucking entrance yeah. the, that the Ascension had. Um, You know, you, you had. You, you, you had video packages for Bo Dallas that was ca- focused on character. Seth yeah. Rollins. I mean, their promos were all pretty generic, even though mm-hmm. it was funny that Seth was talking his promo about not being generic. I was like, okay, this is kind of generic baby face stuff. You're doing <laughs> yourself. Yeah, yeah. But you know, this, this is, this is, these are guys, uh, in, in Bo and Seth. I know Seth had a lot of experience in, in, in ring of honor. He's a former ring of honor champion, but he's talked about how the as- the character aspect of wrestling wasn't something he focused on until he got to WWE. You know, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so you, you, this is early NXT. I know they're both in FCW, but they're still learning the process of developing character and then uh, delivering promos using that character's voice. Mm-hmm, yeah, right. And having yeah. them be unique and genuine, and that's not mm-hmm. an easy thing to do. I don't, you know, you you can yeah. you can go to wrestling school and and learn you know the fundamentals of pro wrestling mm-hmm. and, and and how to tell a story in the ring. But I don't know, and you could—I'm sure you could take acting classes too. But mm-hmm. it feels, you know, like to 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 get the physical aspect of pro wrestling so a second nature. It takes repetition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And it's the same with promos. Mm-hmm. You just got to yeah. do it and do it and do it and do it and do mm-hmm. it until you feel comfortable, and then you find the character and then you can channel that character, and that mm-hmm. takes time. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you know, there's that 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 pretty famous promo of Baron Corbin: "Give me a shot. Give me a shot." You know, and it's 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 hilarious, and it's not very good. And, and we saw him develop in NXT when he was the worst mm-hmm. crap talker in ring. You're not mm-hmm. me. Yeah. yeah, you're not. Now me. he's a good talker. Yeah, right. Yeah. It just so a lot of a lot of a lot of instances. It just takes time. Very few people get in the world of professional wrestling and they're like bang, mm-hmm. great on the yeah. mic instantly. It happens, but it's not. It's, yeah. it's fairly rare. It's funny you can even watch uh, like Kurt Angle when he did that like one NWA show. Yeah, and he does like a he, I think it was like an interview afterwards, and it's it's nowhere near what he yeah. was. And granted, he is an outlier. Like he, not a lot of Kurt Angles. You no. know, like no. once, but once he came in, and they found okay, you're gonna be a dick. You're gonna do the intensity, intelligence, integrity mm-hmm. thing, but you're gonna be an arrogant prick about it. You're gonna be condescending. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. We get it. We get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you got uh, some more. Then you got Bray Wyatt, who has a little quick video package in, in here, and in the timbre of his voice is different. The delivery is a little different, but the essence is there. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. It is. It's it's fantastic. Honestly, it's and it's not it's he's not too different from where he is now. No, no, no. His voice is, is isn't quite as gruff. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And the cadence of his speech is a little different, but it's mostly there. Yeah, it is. But here's the thing about it was like a what maybe maybe two minutes. I think it was like a one minute video it was really package. Short, yeah. It told you immediately who mm-hmm, he was. Mm-hmm. You understood immediately what this guy was. And it was, yeah, I, I was really impressed by that. Um, yeah, so uh, so here, here's a couple, before we dive into the actual review, here's a couple of fun notes about, again, from The Observer, about various people who were, you know, making their debuts in NXT around that time. He mentions, uh, it's notable because, you know, obviously um, Dean Ambrose had had that big thing with Foley preceding this, mm-hmm. and they had basically dropped it at this point. I think he went on to do a thing with, actually, that might have preceded that. I think his thing with Regal was in FCW. It was, yeah. Um, he says it's notable that there was no Dean Ambrose, no Big E Langston, and no Cassius Ono, among others, on the taping. I would guess that's because those three would be brought to the main roster sooner. Langston is different, but I'm not sure he's ready, though he may be as ready as he's going to be. He's a shorter and more athletic version of the Mason Ryan uh, Jackson. Jackson, who's he talking about? Jackson, I don't know who he's talking about type of wrestler that Vince gets fascinated with for a few weeks and then drops, but he's not ready at this point. Ambrose and Ono are ready right now. Um, and one thing that he mentions also is that Meltzer and seemingly WWE or NXT at the time was really high on, on Rick Victor of all people. Meltzer mentions him at one point, like he had won the FCW, he beat Seth Rollins for the FCW title, lost it to Bo Dallas. Um, he mentions, uh, here we go. Um, uh Dalton Mike uh, Mike Dalton yeah. uh Tyler Breeze uh, Breeze uh has a good look uh a protege of Lance Storm uh Lee Key Roman Reigns yeah on the surface embodies almost everything they want a developmental talent to be he's got the size the body the look unfortunately it's the same look like half a dozen guys in FCW had although a lot of those guys are changing their looks now is very athletic for his size has the family background real credentials and uh, has at least a degree of natural charisma whether that charisma can translate to wwe that's a different world and i have no idea what level of talker he is but as far as what they scout for he's almost the prototype kind of fun to, to hear dave's yeah. thoughts on stuff yeah uh on roman reigns and it was a matter of ezekiel, months later maybe he's talking about ezekiel jackson so we're talking ah about. and what uh, about five months later uh leaky 
Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, of course, would debut on the main roster as The Shield. It was that quickly. It was yeah. Roman. You get Roman got his name change uh, prior to that. Um, and they kind of did moonlight on main roster and NXT for a short little spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not very long. But I don't believe Ambrose or Reigns was on NXT a whole lot. Uh, I know Reigns wasn't. Yeah. Um, Ambrose did not have very many. I don't think he was on there very often either. Yeah. I remember seeing them like during a contract signing with two other people, but um, but yeah, they weren't on there very often. Mm-hmm. Rollins obviously was like their the f- first, the champion. first champ. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, anyways, let's go ahead and dive into the actual. Uh, sure. Into sure. The actual review. I, did you write? I have notes here if you want. Yeah, I have some notes too. Like the show. Oh, you got your own. Okay. Yeah, with like a video package that shows a bunch of WWE legends. Like, uh, I guess I think Undertaker's in there. Hogan, Shawn Michaels. It says many of us dream to follow in their footsteps. There are few who who dare, and even fewer who succeed. Yeah, like it's that same voiceover dramatic. guy. Yeah, who did all their stuff back then. You don't really hear him anymore. <laughs> um, I do appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> like one of the lines there towards the finish, and who have the audacity to be WWE stars. You could tell that Vince wrote this. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think Vince knows really the correct usage of audacity, but okay. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, the intro itself was interesting. That dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, yeah. decent enough song. And what I like from the intro is that you can sort of gather who they had plans for. And the very first guy you see is Richie Steamboat, a real good looking guy obviously the son of uh, uh ricky steamboat mm-hmm. and uh from what i understand if i'm not mistaken i forgot i looked all this stuff up ages ago it, he was it, it was an injury thing like he mm-hmm. either got concussed or he had a neck injury or something like that where uh where he just stopped he just dropped out of nxt um so yeah him uh cj parker was in the intro seth was in the intro uh bo dallas was heavy in the intro big e uh summer ray mm-hmm. was in the intro uh shal guerrero mm-hmm. uh was in the intro i guess uh, dave Meltzer was really high on her um yeah so uh cory graves mm-hmm. uh, was in the intro there was a dude in a denim jacket i didn't recognize and i know i've looked him up before but i forget yeah. what his name is and he just sort of disappeared uh at a certain point as well um but uh uh johnny curtis ec3 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Xavier Woods, they were all in the yes. intros. Yeah. Um, so it, it's kind of fun to see, okay, these are the ones that they're going to focus on. Cassius Sono, these yeah. are the ones that they're going to focus on. And then to go back and see who actually did progress from that because of, you know, it it was a fairly short amount of time, I think. It's not like Richie Steamboat was there for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. I think he was there for a pretty short amount of time. Yeah, I mean, Seth wasn't there for long either. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And it was sometime around this point that Bo Dallas must have had that that spot in the the Royal Rumble. I was thinking that too. Yeah, I where think he, you're right where he had that. that little short feud with Wade Barrett afterwards. Yeah, it might have been the, the the following Rumble in 2013. For all I know, I don't remember exactly. So it looks like a uh, steamboat uh, was only there until let's see, he 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 won. He had a match in November of 2012. And then that was that was the end. He he had a he had a back injury, um, and then in April 2015, his dad said that due to injury and subsequent surgery, he wouldn't be able to wrestle again. Hmm. So yeah, he just he had an injury so bad he couldn't wrestle anymore. So that's a bummer. 
So yeah, kind of interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, after the uh, the lively intro, where everybody sort of is looking at the camera, going, "Yeah, that kind of shit." Yeah. <laughs> uh, we uh, were introduced to the full sale crowd there. There's uh, one person with a Reddit squared circle sign, and there's another person with some sort of Alberto Del Rio sign. I didn't see what the rest of it said, but he would not. Del Rio would not. He was not a main roster talent that would make an appearance. No. Uh, in NXT here, we did mm-hmm. get a couple of those, but mm-hmm. not no Del Rio. Nope. Uh, oh man! Oh man! Jr. Good old Jr. Oklahoma. Oh man! Comes out. He's just there to introduce Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and so Dusty come out, baby. I'm so excited here. And uh, hopefully, because he's he's announced as the interim general manager. Oh, man. no, no but Hopefully nobody teth me, baby. Nobody teth me as interim general manager because I'm not going to take it. Uh, then we get a Bo Dallas video package. Mm-hmm. He talks about being a third generation star. We talked about this yes. the other day, and I yes. forgot. Blackjack Mulligan. Yes, I forgot that, too. Grandfather. Yep, I forgot that as well. Uh, yeah, this is pretty standard wrestling babyface stuff. Um, yep. Nothing real. Very out- standard. Yes, yeah, very standard. Nothing outside the norm. But then we go to the, his match. He has the opening bout against Rick Victor, who you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. Uh, of course, he would later be Victor of the Ascension. But at this point, uh, Tom Latimer yeah, right. was yeah. Connor's partner in the Ascension. Actually, the Ascension, I looked into it, had its origins dating back to FCW when uh, Ricardo Rodriguez started the faction. Fucking what? Yeah, I did not know yeah. that. Yeah, with 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 Tom Latimer, with Connor, uh, Shaul Guerrero was a member, and then Epico was a member as well. That sounds like it could have been cool. Yeah, I'm assuming in my head, Ricardo is still the 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 ring announcer, but I'm guessing that wasn't his deal. I, yeah, I don't know if that was his deal in FCW or not. This That'd is like in 2010 weird. or something like that. Um, yeah, he was a wrestler though. Like he he would also yeah. he would also wrestle. Yeah. I think. Yeah, wasn't he like Cal's roommate or something like that, or Alberto was or something something like, like that. that. Um, so we got Jr. and William Regal on commentary. Um, and one thing, there's two things that stood out from what commentary said during this match. Regal mentions that Victor was one of the last students of the Heart Dungeon. Mm. Oh, I didn't know. And that. then commentary keeps talking about how Bo is very charismatic, but also. He's got a really bad temper. If that's true, I didn't see it. And then Regal uses this as an example. He says, yes, he split his kidney in a match last year, but now he's healed up and in NXT. That sounds like something Regal did in his early days. I know. I was like, <laughs> how do you split your kidney? I don't even want to know. I don't want to know. What did you think of commentary without like a proper play-by-play guy? I mean, JR was there, but JR, even at that point, was more JR was more color commentary. Yeah, than play yeah, player. I know. It was weird to not have someone just kind of like call out the moves and, and basic story of the match, and then yeah, have someone else comment on that. Yeah, it was it was. It, I was looking to see what the you know because we probably, we started watching in 2014 once Finn and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were all already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right, between yeah. this episode and that, the commentary team had a ton of turnover. Mm-hmm, yeah, a ton. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I, I barely remember Rich Brennan on commentary, but he was doing it in 2014 when we started yeah, watching. Yeah, I barely remember that. Uh, yeah. But anyways, Bo wins this with uh, with a power slam, falls with Spear, and afterwards he's interviewed by Ryan Nemeth, mm-hmm. who's now in AEW. Oh, that's who that was. Yeah. 
Oh, shit. I did not. I was like, that guy looks super familiar. Yeah, Briley Pierce, I think was his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the Hollywood hunk? Yep. Oh, man. Okay. All right. That makes sense. And so Bo says, I came to NXT with a game plan. You saw that game plan executed. It's just beginning. I want everyone backstage watching. Because keep watching. Because you will know Bo. Oh, man. Sounds like Bo knows. Immediately, they're just doing trademark yeah, I infringement. I know. I do love that we had NXT had a winded promo. That made me happy. I came I came here with a game, a game plan, and, and I executed the game plan. And, oh, God. Oh, believe. Yeah. I know it was a little while until they got to the, the believe gimmick. Yeah, I think they realized that he wasn't going to work out as a as just a straight-up baby face, and so they turned him into a asshole motivational speaker. Yeah. With diapers. Uh, after that, we had a Seth Rollins video package. You know, I know that it was fairly generic baby face stuff, but at least he tried to get a little poetic with his yeah. language. Yeah. Like, I wrote down some lines here. He says, he's very serious. Everyone is lost, waking, waiting on a second wind, and I'm the change you're waiting for. I've always believed that every moment was a chance waiting to be taken. We are the authors, the finishers of our fate. We are the solution. And then I couldn't catch this last line. I swear he said, and times move he is now. He says the time to move is now. Oh, the time to move is now. That yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, Part of yeah. it was, is for promos back then, they just had like a curtain. Mm-hmm. They threw some light up on. It was Ring of Honor. It was just Ring of Honor style. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it was like a very low budget backdrop for promos. And, and you know, obviously they weren't pumping a bunch of money into this thing yet. <laughs> um, right, yeah. and so it just looked very basic and you know like Bray stood out not only because of his performance of the promo because it was shot like we would eventually see the the Wyatt promo shot when he got to the main roster it looked basically the exact same <laughs> yeah right yeah 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 um, yeah no Tyler he just came off as very I don't know if the proper word would be emo or what yeah but you know very much a product of uh, like he, he he went through the lyric book of uh, My Chemical Romance that's exactly yeah I was CD trying to think of a and, musical and reference took, took the best lines and just wrote them all down yeah <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what I was thinking I was trying to see who his Ring of Honor who did his Ring of Honor theme song it's got to be one of those bands yeah you know? yeah um anyways uh after that we had a cesaro video package now he had already been on main Mm -hmm. roster for a little while Mm -hmm. but i guess he was coming back down to nxt for a slight repackage i guess he was going to be a little less horny because on main roster he had um ox oxana oxana yeah and then when he came back from nxt he was no longer horny cesaro yeah it was all yeah. business because it was it was probably the raw after mania or somewhere around that point after uh, in 2011 that he debuted on the main roster i remember watching when he debuted mm-hmm. yeah 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 uh and then we had what was supposed to be I, this is pretty clever it was supposed to be jason jordan versus damian sandow again damian sandow had already been on main roster and i think he just showed up in nxt for a short period of time because i think when i looked at his wikipedia entry it looked like he was doing like double duty mm-hmm. not an nxt very much but i guess they wanted to load up with some main roster stars um and he comes out he drops his standard intellectual savior promo type thing he says and the crowd is wetting the shit out of him yeah i mean it's full what actually just go silence please yeah yeah silence please and uh, I didn't. Uh, he basically says Jason Jordan, his opponent, uh, was not was not. Uh, did you write the? Yeah, I did. The, he the, says, yeah. uh, "Allow me to beg your indulgence for one moment. I'm here to help all of you as WB's intellectual savior of the masses. I thought it'd be befitting good form to come out and address you all personally. However, it's extremely bad form that I am pitted 
against an unworthy opponent. Yeah. If I am, tr- uh, if I am truly to be an example of all that is right with humanity, I cannot and will not engage with this ignoramus this evening. As always, I do this for the benefit and welfare of you all. You're welcome. And so he's on the mm-hmm. apron delivering this promo. He steps off, off the apron, walks back up the ramp. No mm-hmm. match. Yeah. Yeah, no match happens. So no Jason match. Jordan is denied a uh, NXT debut match. Yes. Uh, after that, we had a video package for the Ascension, uh, where they do like, like you said, it starts off. It's sort of like you know, flashing in and out, fading in and out, rather from black, and it's like like a drone, like what would be like a drone shot today, but it's all CG. Yeah. Over a cityscape. Yeah. And yeah, the the city is not terribly impressive looking. No. But they sort of flash in and out of it enough so that back then on a, on a, like a regular TV, maybe well, it'd if you're watching muster. on dot com and you know you're at 480p or something like that, <laughs> it might look all right. It probably looks great. However, I will say this though: I mentioned this earlier. It cuts to them, and it's all very dark city ish. Yeah, like you know, it's very like blue hued, very gothy, very dark, very the crow, um, and they are seemingly perched on like some sort of construction yeah. uh, uh, a framework. Of yeah, some yeah. Sort. it's like a skyscraper that's being built that hasn't been finished right. yet. So you just have the steel framework of it. Yeah. But then like under them and in the distance, you've got like a cityscape in the distance and it's pretty well done. It's like they have their own version of the volume from the Star Wars uh, stuff, uh-huh, you know, the, yeah. the giant LED screen. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. So are they supposed to be vampires? I gather that they're supposed to be like vampire werewolves, perhaps like some mm. sort of one or the other. I gathered more maybe where I don't know, because they had some sort of supernatural eye powers going on with like some eye beams and shit. Yeah. And at one point, Victor is laughing and then he goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of like, like going like very snapping into like a feral state yeah you know it's like ah, ah but that could be you know we if you if anybody's familiar with what we do in the shadows that doesn't necessarily preclude them from being vampires either though that's no that's absolutely true that is true maybe um, maybe maybe they were in the tutelage of the baron you know what juice robinson should have done <laughs> the bed and you know what somebody should have done they should have thrown like a, a bone or a ball and see if they went to chase it yes. then you would know if they're a werewolf werewolves for sure yes <laughs> but uh so anyways uh they got this silly thing and victor's like we are the gateways to the future and we will rise yeah and uh and then uh what's his face latimer says something as well yeah uh then we get the raw rebound so recap of what happened on raw this is the, the johnny ace is doing a promo uh seeing this gun was on his shoulders ready to drop him with an aa vince fires him and then i guess the following week he's back somehow yeah talking yeah. about that and he said before i was fired uh uh i i i, I signed this handicap tag match where cena's going to take on big show otunga david otunga and himself johnny ace himself. Yeah. and so big show comes to the ring and says i'm happy i have my ironclad contract but because of that i'm not beholden to you johnny ace i'm out of here <laughs> yeah. and so yeah. the match begins uh at one point uh Johnny Ace gets in the ring and it's all because he's got like a crutch and he's got his arm in a sling or something. He takes all that off. He's not hurt at all. And Otunga's like, what the shit? You're not hurt. He walks out on Johnny Ace, too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we can like looking back on Johnny Ace. Obviously, he seems like a scumbag. Mm -hmm. But uh, like we we were fairly entertained by the moments. At moments. Like, 
he was tongue in cheek enough. He was sort of self aware enough. Some of the people power stuff was was kind of clever, but a lot of it just went on way too long. Yeah, oh, that's for sure. It went on way too long. And it was just it was just unimportant bullshit comedy filler. Yeah. Uh then we had uh, the match, the Ascension versus Mike Dalton, who is uh Tyler Breeze, and mm-hmm. CJ Parker, of course, Juice Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh my favorite part about the Ascension, which by the way, like I said, this feels like a main roster level entrance. It was a good entrance. They they did carry flashlights with them that they would shine on their own faces. In the year two thousand. <laughs> but it was kind of cool. They'd have shots of them actually walking down the 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 ramp, but then they'd cut to B roll of them, you know, doing stuff. But it's all real and quick. They'd like, they'd like do like a like a fast motion of their head, like headband. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that, but yeah. Be, there's some strobe lights in there. Like you know, uh, from from a production standpoint, it looked it looked really professional. It looked great. Yeah. The music was really cool too. Their yeah. theme song was really neat. Yeah, it's pretty solid. No, I thought it was good. I thought it looked. I'll be honest. I think that like the full sale thing undersold. It was like underwhelmed because it was full sale. But if you do this in a big arena, this would probably be killer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But then by the time they got to main roster and did that shit, they had changed everything. They yeah, were, everything. Uh, I didn't think they had the they same like, theme song, did they? Definitely post- different entrance. No, everything was. They were post-apocalyptic guys. Yeah. Tom Latimer was out. Yeah, Com- one half of the Victor Ascension was in instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. the Ascension wins this match pretty easily, even though they have a lame finish. It's a jawbreaker into like a flapjack pancake type thing. <laughs> That was it. It's like two it's really cool standard name, moves. Though. Downcast. Yeah, I'm sure it's a, it's a decent. That sounds like a band that that Seth Rollins probably listened to. Yes, it does. You're absolutely um, right. But in terms of just combining two rather mundane wrestling moves to create a finisher, eh. yeah, I could. Yeah, I feel you on that one. They call they call this one the Downcast. Oh man. Uh, also of note with the Ascension, why did Con Connor like shave his head at any point? He had an amazing head of hair. I know he was fit as fuck too. This yeah. dude was in great shape. Yeah, yeah, and he had a luscious head of hair. He did. He had really good hair, like carrying cross. Great head. Of yeah, hair. I know. Whoever told Connor to like shave a mohawk or whatever, mm-mm, don't ever. Well, do I guess that. that was the post-apocalyptic thing. They thought it fit into that. I wonder if he does the thing now. If it's be- like now because he still has like the mohawk thing. I wonder if it was like a. a the the Seinfeld guy where he had a great head of hair, he started shaving it and then he tried to grow back and it couldn't grow back. Oh, it could be. Could be. Oof. Oof. Could be. Gotta appreciate what you have while you have it. Exactly. Speaking of which Bray Wyatt. Uh so yeah, it's the sort of bayou vignette. A bunch of like looks like uh Texas chainsaw type sort of yeah. cinematography here. Uh and he was clearly a cult leader. Yep. You know? And I love the words of this promo. He says, good things come to believe to those who believe in Bray Wyatt. Stop lying to your children and telling them monsters aren't real. Monsters are real. They should be looking under the beds at night. Monsters are real. I'm real. And uh, and it was just this really, it was all sort of like melodic. And it was, I don't it know. had his theme. The song it had was his there. theme in it already. The song was still yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, all there. It was good. And it was, dude, here's the thing. It's simple. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if Bray Wyatt these days just needs to go back to some simplicity. Could be. Could be. Maybe. He's really into the duality of man thing right now. Cause that's what, you know, Firefly Funhouse and mm-hmm. Fiend, that was part of that. And seemingly Bray Wyatt, Uncle Howdy, that's in play there or something. Yeah. He yeah, likes alter be. egos now, you know? He does. He like, you know, it's funny because now that he's been 
in pro, you know, in the WWE for whatever to more than a decade. Years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if that aspect of pro wrestling is particularly interesting to him. Could be because he's enmeshed it. I mean, you hear about Ric Flair, probably the biggest case of a guy who didn't even want to be his real self because mm-hmm. he loved Ric Flair so much. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to be Richard Fleer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if that aspect of it is just all that he feels like there's a lot of ground that he can cover. Oh, that could be. And, uh, and you know, and he tries and then we get pitch, pitch black mountain. Doom yeah. Yeah. Uh, next this bit was, yeah, it seemed like we we're in the middle of a story, but also it was really fascinating. So you have, you have EC three, Derek Bateman, yeah. Tons of hair. Lots of hair. Lots of curly. hair. So very he's curly. wandering around looking for Johnny Curtis and he walks into the bathroom. And as he walks in, Johnny Curtis is walking out of the stall and he's, and he has some trash in his hands. He throws it on the floor and Bateman's like the garbage is over there. Mm-hmm. And so he's about to leave. And then Curtis says, wait, I got a bone to pick with you. And then EC3 is like, are you sick or something? And Curtis is like, yeah, this, and this is like intentionally awkward. It was Johnny Curtis's thing. So his cadence of his speech was, was like, like the delivery of all this was like purposely awkward. And it sounded like from, from my point of view, it seemed like both dudes were trying to make each other laugh. Yes. It was like, it was honestly, it was like when we used to do our old college movies. Yeah. Like it was like, let's just goof around. It seemed completely improv. It did. And it I mean, especially Johnny Curtis, I thought it was actually pretty funny. So he goes, yeah, I'm, I am sick. I'm sick of being around you for another week. And uh, he says, uh, what the heck? Um, oh, he says, uh, Bateman is, he says he's trying to be funny, all, that Curtis trying to be funny all the time when he was in the bathroom earlier. I was feeling sad and nervous. I suspect Curtis now because I thought, what I'm going to do to you this this next week. And Bateman's like, yeah. because yeah, they're main eventing NXT next week. Next yeah. week. Bateman yeah. says, yeah, you should be sad. And you should be scared about what I'm going to do you next week. Yeah. And then, so they're outside the bathroom at this point. And Curtis yeah. goes, Stay out of there. Referring to the bathroom. And, and EC3, he calls it his office. Yeah. yeah. And EC3 says, it's a public forum. It's a public forum. And you didn't wash your hands. And so Curtis goes up to, to Bateman and wipes his hands on the shirt and says, yeah. they're clear to clean. And Bateman just laughs. And yeah. he says, what's your problem or something like that? It seemed like they did this in one take. Yeah. Because like you can hear the crowd roaring. So clearly this was actually near a public restroom. Yes. In the concourse of whatever arena they were at, because they were still doing the main event version of NXT, and I just got the feeling that these dudes—I know they were in the intro and everything—and maybe there was the feeling that they would move on into this NXT developmental. But I don't remember being them being there that much. Like it's not like either of them were champions or anything. Yeah, and you know, and I forget why. I know Derek Bateman obviously got released. He became EC3 and a pretty big deal in Impact. Yeah. And then Johnny Curtis probably got the call up shortly after this to main roster as Fandango. It was the following WrestleMania, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So less than a year later. I think so. Because this was June. Of 2012, yeah. So Because it was Mania 28. It had to have been the next one. When he, when he beat Jerry. Because otherwise, what would he what would, what would he have been doing the whole time? <clears throat> Maybe it was 29 that he got called up. Boom, boom, yeah, boom, it was 29. Boom. So it was the following year. Mm, okay. 20, okay. It was 20... Oh, it was, it was 2013. Okay, 29 was 2013. Okay, it was a New York WrestleMania. Okay, that makes sense. So somebody mentioned this earlier. Okay, yeah. The guy that I mentioned earlier who was like wearing the denim. Yeah. That's uh, Vader's son. Oh, yeah. He okay. went by Jake Carter in NXT. Yeah. 
I don't know whatever happened to him. I have his Wikipedia entry right here. I kind of wish that we had like decided to do a couple of these episodes because like I kind of want to see like how some of these it's, it's still a where are they now situation. It is, and I know Cultaholic did like a big old where are they now? Yeah, they took the thing. picture the the you know, like the first class of NXT. Mm, yeah, yeah, um, and went and and said who everybody was and where, where what, what they were up to. So here we go. It says uh, on the September 12th episode of NXT. Oh, so he lasted. Uh, Carter lasted there until twenty until late 2013. So he was there for over a year. Did he make um, any appearances on the main roster? Because I remember that name. Uh, not according to this, but I guess it's possible that he did. He was a tag team champion with Corey Graves. I think they were going to put those guys together. Oh, that's funny. It says uh, Carter returned to NXT on May 30th at 2013, where him and Brandon Traven faced Garrett Dillon. Do you know who Garrett Dillon is? Chris Christopherson's son. Oh, yeah. Jody, right? Yeah. What's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Garrett Dillon had tagged with Scott Dawson <laughs> and they had lost. Uh, but then he uh, lost against Xavier Woods in September and then he lost against Lord Tensai and that was it for him. Wow. I don't know. I don't know whatever happened to him. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I know he, he shows up on his dad's Twitter from time to time talking about Vader. I'm assuming that's him. Yeah. Uh, so after that, we had our main event. It was Michael McGillicuddy, mm-hmm. Curtis Axel, mm-hmm. taking on Tyson Kidd. Uh, now, Tyson Kidd was already on main roster for like a couple of years at that point. Yeah, I think, I think so, yeah. Because um, I think he debuted in 2010. And then uh, McGillicuddy... He was, to... he was... He was... He was part of Nexus. Yes. He had already been, yeah, he was yeah. already part of it, all that stuff. And then they yeah. sent him back down to NXT. Yeah. 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 This was a long main event. Yeah. Especially this compared to like the other a, matches, like which are very short. Minutes. Yeah. 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 I was kind of surprised. It was like, oh, the main event's coming up next. And I was like, what? You got the half an hour left in this show. What's going on right now? Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was long. It was all about them. You know, you had two guys who were yeah, it was a good match. really good workers. Um, And it, it, it was fun seeing McGillicuddy take aspects of his dad's work there's that spot where he's holding on to the rope and, and tyson kid kicks him in the leg and he does basically the full flip like his dad used to do mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. That, they were really playing that, that up yeah they, they were really playing up sure. his heritage yeah uh so tyson kid eventually gets the win here after uh mcgillicuddy's looking for a per- per- uh, perfect plex tyson cat headers that into a roll up gets a two and then puts on the dungeon lock mcgillicuddy taps out Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was a solid bout, and it's interesting seeing the mix of, you know, uh, FCW uh, talents uh, and and main roster talents kind of merging here in NXT to try to elevate. And I was listening to uh, before we started a little bit of an episode of uh, JR's podcast about W Developmental, and he didn't. Oh my! Yeah, I didn't really hear him talk much about NXT specifically, mm-hmm. um, but he did talk the part I listened to. He's talking about how. You know, like after OVW stopped being WWE developmental. I know OVW still exists. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, and like they really didn't have a developmental system for a little bit. That's crazy. And then F's, and it, because, and then they started again because Vince didn't find, didn't think they were getting main roster talents from the independent ranks. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so they started FCW. Mm-hmm. And so FCW was a WWE creation? I believe so, yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. 
you know, it was, it was in a warehouse in Tampa. That's where they yeah. were doing the training then. Huh. I wonder why they didn't stick with FCW and instead just sort of pivoted NXT, maybe because it was a known brand already. It be. is a cooler name. NXT is a cooler name, even though it doesn't actually stand for anything. Yeah, I know. It's just... So it's FCW just was a wrestling promotion... Well, back in the day, yeah. Yeah, so it was. It was a, oh, sorry. The promotion served as official developmental territory of WB from October 2007 to August 2012. And then they rebranded FCW into NXT. But the, but FCW wasn't the original NWA FCW. I don't believe so, no. Those were two different things. I'm wondering who started like the, the FCW that eventually became NXT. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Also, the promotion um, did start. Steve Kern started in 2007 and became WWE Second Developmental Territory. Okay. Along with Deep South Wrestling. Deep, yeah, we know that. Yeah. That's where Kenny was. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. The feeder system. Yep. Uh, anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, chat and all that. Live viewers, stick around. Uh, we'll raid somebody and say goodbye. Uh, till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now... All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.